All right, so our first one is the interview in Chile. Well, first of all, like just open it up. Does um, anybody have any like initial thoughts or like connections and, and themes as you studied these talks or, or these interviews um, that you wanna like kick off with and, and share right off the bat? If not, we'll go into the Chile interview. Um, the Chile interview is on page 51. It's chapter 16 here. Um, I guess my, my initial thought was when he when he started doing these interviews and his world travels with such haste, um, I felt like it was because he needed to do it so quickly. And I was, I thought maybe because he wouldn't be living for very long. Mm -hmm. I could see it's because he wouldn't be able to travel for very long because of COVID. Yeah. It was very interesting at the time, you know, he did two worldwide tours back to back and, you know, our profits in the past really have, I mean, it was just unprecedented, right? <laughs> but yeah, he did them uh, right back to back and, and very uh, quickly, but it, you know, retrospect is always very interesting. Oh, that's why. He said a lot of things in this one that he'd said in uh, conference talks, eat your vitamin pills, get your rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, uh, and I thought it was interesting talking about the millions in South America, because I kind of think they're going to pass up North yeah. America at some point. Yeah. Exactly. Um, just Did you guys see that um, somebody made a note that, again, on the modular temples, by the way, I saw Burley got dead, uh, ground broke. Yeah, we were in our ham radio class or else I would have watched it. But they're supposed to be having it uh, available to watch later. But I saw this thing where by the time President Nelson's done, there'll be a thousand temples. Oh, really? Did you guys see that the other day? Some on one of the groups? Mm -mm. I was like, okay, we're at 300. So anyway, that was pretty like, wow, who know, who's in the know about that? Yeah, for sure. Because we have the the quote during this actual uh, worldwide tour, Elder Bednar and um, Elder Holland both said that we now think of temples in the hundreds, but we will soon think about them in the thousands. Um, and so that that's interesting that, that that's brought up. I would love to see. Um, yeah, I'll have to go try to see where I thought it was one of those people that's family works on the modular systems and how they've just been getting them ready to crank them out all over. Mm -hmm. Especially, I mean, not everything's related to gas prices like I make it out to be, but I mean, really, when when things super inflate and, and we have all of the hard time getting to the temples, we're going to need them super close, aren't we? You know, I, I think that that's uh, very prophetic and visionary, and we will probably look back and go, remember <laughs> when we started cranking them out so fast? Uh, it was definitely inspired. It said from announcement to completion, it would be about a year mm. in that little, wherever it was, I saw that. Holy cow. I, I mean, know, working it's construction, it's, you know, <laughs> it's hard cranking out a house in a year's time right now because of supply and demand. Interesting. I know. I'm, buckle up, buttercup. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people today uh, saying that the Burley Temple will be 18 months to two years somewhere in that time frame and I was like 18 months like I know that there's some prefab in this temple uh, not all of it but 
18 months, that's a pretty rapid one for, for how big it's going to be. Yeah, I'm jealous because our temple was announced when the Burley one was, and I think we're still haggling with oh yeah leftist you you know permit stuff yeah our land was like super quick you know i mean donated to the church like here you go take it build a temple <laughs> we had no qualms about it <laughs> is it right on the freeway no um it it's closer to i mean like the the freeway and the river are kind of like right there but uh yeah. it's closer toward the mountain oh, i mean good. not close to the mountain but about halfway in between Okay, so it's out in the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, like it, Medford. It, like you, you go to the Medford one and you like drive out and you're just like in cattle country, farmland, little yeah. tiny road. And then you drive up and you're like, oh, we're at a steak center. And then you're like, look behind it and like, oh, <laughs> yep. there's a temple there. Yeah, much it's not right off the freeway in Medford. Yeah. It's not right off the freeway, Tracy, in Medford. Oh no, it's it's off it's off a ways. Really? Wow. Nowhere. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That's it's really cute. You walk in and the Baptist tree is just right there. The registration desk right there. You walk past the registration desk, you're right in getting ready to go in the ceiling. I mean, it's just all really teeny right there. They're like yeah, it's a really tiny one from what I understand. They have to go outside and down the stairs to do the laundry. I mean, it's really little. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's super little. <laughs> super is that, cute. Is that your temple, Tracy? No, but I, I live in the middle of two temples and they're the same distance. And so sometimes I'll just sneak down to the other one just for fun, just whatever shopping I want to do down south. <laughs> like at Paris season, you always go to Harry and David to go get all their good produce and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm flying into Medford in about ten days, so I thought, oh, actually, they're in a heat wave right now, so have fun. Oh, <laughs> well, it's not a pleasure trip, so okay. <laughs> it's in the nineties here. Yeah. I'm in the rain with my heater on. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it will not stop raining in Oregon. <laughs> um. So yeah, this this interview is is pretty short because there's only excerpts from it. I could never find the the full thing, but this is right. the with Elder or Stevenson. Um, but it says on this tour, we've talked to people in five different countries. If there are two hundred countries in the world or more, five in such a five is such a small drop in the bucket. Uh, we'll get around, but we'll still miss more than we touch, and um, but we won't give up because it's a big job. Uh, just because it's a big job and i thought that that was interesting how you know they they're not giving up but like like zoom how that has helped them uh accelerate uh, gathering with the saints for the um the apostles and, and first presidency uh, they've they've mentioned that quite a few times that now we can meet with so many more people on on such a frequent basis uh, because of the, the shutdown and technology, you know, it's not in person, but yet they are able to make more one-on-one -on -one contacts uh, in different ways. That was interesting. When was the start of Zoom? Um, so we're talking, eight, let's see, February 2020, right? That was, yeah, kind of was around for a long time. Uh -huh. I, I would Zoom 
through my plexus business, everybody on my team around the country. Mm -hmm. And then I remember the church bought stock in Zoom. I can remember looking at the portfolio. I'm like, good one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cool. But yeah. And then, um, like you were saying, Tracy, now we have millions in the South American continent. And it's not just numbers, it's strength, it's power, it's faith, it's almost palpable. Um, yeah, it's interesting to really talk about that. You know, serving down there, <laughs> that was the last place I wanted to go was Mexico of all places, hot for my mission and stuff. But uh, I would reiterate that, you know, like there, there's a lot of hiccups in, in church history in, in Mexico, but at the same time, the ones that are strong are, are so strong, it's almost palpable. And, uh, you know, it, it catches fire. I was talking with um, uh, somebody in my ward today that was in the, the Spanish branch, and they were saying that the, this lady, this recent convert, just bore her testimony and about a dream that she had, uh, I'm assuming like this last week or something, or maybe this last month. Um, and she was describing the dream in her testimony, and it was basically Lehi's dream, but she hasn't even like really went through the full Book of Mormon and, and to know the full implications of it. But like, I mean, she's seeing her family and they're lost and stuff. And then, um, uh, then she turns around and they're at the tree partaking of the fruit and and yeah. she's able to see all that kind of stuff and that was so much it brought back a lot of different images for my mission like the latin american people are so visionary like they just dream dreams and are converted by those things they uh, have many different conversations with their ancestors through dreams etc and um it like president nelson said it's almost palpable <laughs> they have a it's different uh, spiritual blessing crystallized <laughs> yeah. <have> fluoride <laughs> and all that stuff do they live simpler lives is that why they have less idols um no i mean because they're surrounded by idols like even more so than we are but um i i i think a lot has to do with what tracy said you know their their pineal gland hasn't been obstructed with all of the chlorine fluoride that that we have up here in the states and um anyway it's just kind of part of their heritage like they they don't uh, rule out some of the the workings of the Lord. You know, dreams they put a lot of credence into dreams. They they have lots of different. Um, you know, like all of the Native American cultures and Hopis and stuff like that. I mean, they have lots of oral traditions and they care a lot about those things. And we North Americans, <laughs> we are very an, such an incredulous people. It was an interesting culture shock going down there and going oh these people really believe some of this stuff and and act upon it you know it's not just woo woo or anything but uh but i mean to some extent there are you know poor places that leave very um simple lives but but for the majority they're they're just like us but they're surrounded by catholic idols everybody like even members of the church still have a hard time leaving their idols like they'll have you know guadalupe up on the wall and joseph smith up on the other wall like i mean <laughs> it they they have different struggles but you know equal that that we do but they just have a different mindset about right. the lord's workings with them it sounds like the polynesian people too i think they have a lot of that mm -hmm. same sort of thing Oh, I think you're you know, right. I haven't uh, studied much or anything, you know, <laughs> I didn't go on a mission there and I don't know, but uh, that seems like that 
uh, Ho'oponopono stuff keeps coming forward. Like they have lots of those uh, visionary and spiritual gifts and in those realms and stuff. But yet, you know, uh, over time there has been lots of idolatry introduced. But yeah, it, it seems very similar, isn't it? That whole fluoride thing is so interesting. I have a friend that's just a few years younger than me. And she said she lived in Washington. And then and during the school week, the nurse would come through and say, here's your fluoride. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's I, been an agenda all along to calcify that baby up. That is so evil. That yeah. is cool. And I knew fluoride was in the water, but I thought it just this is just a recent awakening on this one mm -hmm. probably, probably the last yeah. six months it's probably from less than six months probably from you guys like <laughs> mm -hmm. they put it in the vaccinations they put it in lots of sneaky places to get a get everybody asleep yeah and how much is chlorine a part of our lives like every day the swimming pools and yeah. watering holes and like just basic cleaning you know it's it all involves clorox or a derivative if you go even to get a soda pop like mm -hmm. i don't eat any waters with chlor drink any water with chlorine but if i get a soda pop i can i can taste it in the ice mm -hmm. i don't even drink the soda mm -hmm. pop anymore so we need to talk about this another time because this isn't our topic but i need to know more about how to fix your swimming pool and blah 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 mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> leave, leave me send me some information i gotta figure this out but thank mm -hmm. you yeah so transitioning into the next talk um which is just right after it so chapter 17 on page 52 or if you're looking it up um you can look it by sergio rubin interview and so this guy is the one that did pope francis's biography and um Anyway, so he interviews uh, President Nelson down in uh, Uruguay. Cameron? Yeah. I'm so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> You're good. I have something I would like to share. For sure. Uh, it's a little bit out there, but um, it's back on this other talk. Hang on, let me get it. <clears throat> I don't have... I'm certain it's right that I, to share, but I won't give the name because I don't have permission to do that yet. So this is a friend of mine and she is a mom who has a, well, for that, I'm connecting it to um, verse seven, where we pray that thy love may sustain, seven and eight, sustain them according to thy will for them. Um, and we, dear father, soften, it's really eight, soften their hearts and inspire their minds and goes on from there. And so I've been, Ho'oponopono has been on my mind for Wait, a long time. What are you on? I don't see that. It's this, it's this uh, chapter 15, the, the Chile oh. temple dedication. Was that part of what we were supposed to study? For group B later tonight, but yeah. Oh, flip. Okay. Well, do you want me to share or not share? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I got the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. okay. no I was like, I can't find it. <laughs> okay. Well, dang, no wonder I was I was lost at the, the last place and I thought it was just because I had accidentally. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just was like, I 
<laughs> I wanted to know where we were. Okay. Well, the, <clears throat> I'm not going to be there at eight o'clock. So this must have been what I needed to, to read. So, you yeah. know, okay. So, um, so I have been practicing, um, I need to be quieter, speaking to my children's hearts that the couple of them that are three of them really that are really struggling and are going to struggle even more when the next few months with the changes that are going to be happening in our family's lives and so I shouldn't say that I I'm guessing that they will be struggling and so I was talking to a friend about it and this is what she sent back to me and um So it says, um, tonight I was massaging my son's neck. I think he's about eight, seven or eight, somewhere around there. It's massaging my son's neck and back. He has a large head due to an enlarged fourth ventricle. He has dandy walker malformation. And the chiropractor said it puts a lot of strain on his back. As I was rubbing it out, I started to tune into his muscles and felt that I was forcing and even hurting his muscles. He was tender to the touch. And I was led to almost converse with those muscles and thank them for um, all that they do for him and for it's a hard job. And I felt that effort and struggle of those muscles. I told them that I loved them and was sorry Sorry. Uh, okay. Um, can you still see me, hear me? We can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, see me? No. Uh, okay, hold on. There you go. You can? Okay. Well, it flashed on there for a second. <laughs> there you go. Here. All right, thank you. Um, <clears throat> so I told them that his muscles, that I loved them and I was sorry and asked for their forgiveness. So that's very Ho'oponopono-esque. I then felt the Lord lead me to ask for those muscles to receive strength and to hold his head up properly. And I knew that it would be given. He got up and he felt better. And I led him in a stretching exercise that he can do regularly to help him. And it was also given to me by the spirit. Later, I heard him tell his little brother that mom could help him with a hurt. Um, the experience came through the heart and filled me with love and joy and light and connection um, to creation and a better world. And so I just talked to my daughter's heart and I... The, the Lord told me what to say to, to her heart. And um, I was very surprised at some of the things that, this is the daughter I'm gonna go talk with tonight and share some things that she won't wanna hear um, about changes. And um, some things I didn't know before. And so it's gonna be interesting to see how because my perception of how she's going to receive what, what we're going to talk about has um, 
shifted just in doing that. So I don't know if it's because I feel different that she's going to feel different or I, I don't know. I find it fascinating. Um, but it's, it's real. And I didn't know that we could do things like that, but, um, this isn't the first I've heard of this sort of thing, but um, it's been the first time I've been really brave enough to to do it. So, anyway, so I wanted to share. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Leslie, for sharing my story. No, just kidding. Oh, Wendy. <laughs> I love you, and you know that I'm totally okay with that. I'm just making waffles and eggs, and like this is like a hard time for my family. So I'm listening. But yes, it is real. It is totally something that we can we can tune in for those that we love and ask for the Lord's blessings upon them because of our covenants. So, were you there from the beginning when I said I couldn't tell you who it was? Yeah, I was gonna say I think she's right there. I thought you knew I was on. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Go wrestling. I just have to add my witness. Oh my goodness, she. I, I think you. A lot of stories i do not but i live off of yours so thank oh, you no, we we share and and help each other thank you leslie that's so beautiful thank you for sharing it reminds me of president nelson telling us to build faith to move the mountains in our lives mm -hmm. yeah. oh i was reading a family history thing this morning you know just that's how i wean myself off social media i go onto family search and read something then i'm still on social media sort of <laughs> I read this thing about my grandpa. He was on this horse. He was a, a homesteader and rancher and farmer. And his horse was bucking and flipped upside down where he was about to be pierced with the saddle horn hitting the ground. And hands reached out and moved him. Anyway, really? oh. cool miracle. Because I was thinking, I've been thinking a lot about miracles lately. Um, where I live, I've always laughed and told people, if you drive by my house, you'll think this homeless person lives there because I keep the front yard really weedy and messy on purpose. <laughs> my house is a hundred years old. It's not that hard, but I, I had this thought the other day that when the dangerous times come, nobody's even gonna be able to see my house. It's gonna be that protected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot for uh, that protection, isn't there? Yeah. 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 That's, that was so cool. And then this morning reading about my grandpa, great grandpa, being moved so he couldn't be smashed. Although he had to crawl four miles back to camp, but he was still alive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's a cool story. Yeah, for sure. It's amazing. The Very things, cool. the like spiritual gifts or abilities that are given directly to us uh, to perform for ourselves, but also the ones that um, are performed by our ministering angels yeah, in, in various ways. Yes. You know, um, not that I'm trying to pull us back or anything, like uh, we can talk about whatever. Um, but this uh, Sergio Rubin interview, uh, I found it very interesting um, as we, uh, my mom and I were watching it. And so uh, getting to see uh, Sergio's reactions and, and things to uh, what President Nelson was saying was very interesting. Um, but uh, we have uh, 
questions about the church growth, the, the Rome temple, uh, homosexuality, the family tree uh, of all humanity, food storage, and then the religious future of the world, which uh, a lot of those are kind of common themes throughout these interviews. Um, uh, but it's just interesting how, um, <laughs> like, Sergio wasn't letting uh, him him go with just a, a simple answer on homosexuality. Like, he, he brought it back and, and kept asking him follow-up questions on it. And I, I found that very interesting. Um, how President Nelson just tackles things, you know. I love yeah. what he said. Yeah. Pretty powerful. Um, sometimes he typically tries to soften the blow of hard topics by a personal story. And sometimes he has to kind of pause for it, right? Um, but he says that I'm a father of 10 children and a grandfather of 57 grandchildren. And I'm like, where is he going with this? But um, I watch their excitement when they get the report from the doctor. The first thing they want to know is, is it a boy or is it a girl? And, um, you know, because we have so many different labels and pronouns and all of these things that are, are circling about now, right? And yeah, they're trying to tell us that there's really no su such thing as gender. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's so crazy. Truth. Have you heard the last one about truth? There's no truth either. Yeah. 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 It's all relative kind of thing. Uh -huh. And so it's interesting how he, he starts with that and then has the follow-up question and, and actually dives into chastity in, in general. But um, just the, the doctrine of gender being an eternal trait uh, as we go from pre-mortal to this world to post-mortal um, and how that's uh, so uh, I mean like it's set in stone it's a truth it's something that we can uh, base everything on but um, the, the very last sentence of that uh, says that both uh, homosexual heterosexual men they both should discipline themselves so that they can stand before the Lord and say I'm clean you know chastity is so important uh, you know, regardless of uh, which way you swing, but like to make sure that you're understanding what the actual law of chastity is, you know, and uh, uh, refraining from that outside of marriage. And, you know, that anyway, it was just interesting how Sergio was, was bringing those questions and uh, President Nelson was not mincing any words, just going uh, straight for it really respect that about him i liked when he talked about um communism mm -hmm. yeah and how was it when the wall came down i don't have the words in front of me but he says he says as he meets with high leaders he hears that um we need more faith and strong families values will you help us mm -hmm. yeah so and, and we know that that's the purpose of the tribulations is to help us turn our hearts mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. Well, yeah. even going back to that bit under the homosexuality, the adversary would tempt us to eat things we shouldn't eat, drink things we shouldn't drink, and love as we should not love. Going on to the eating stuff, I can totally understand why we'll all become vegetarians just by the way I've talked about it a little, the way our foods are so... Oh, they're just polluted. We'll just say that mm -hmm. with um, with that additive, that natural food flavoring additive, which is aborted fetal cells. 
and that's in so many things we eat and drink. So that's really hard because they've they've engineered that flavoring to be like sugar, highly addictive. Your brain will crave it. Your brain will crave certain things and you know, go ahead and try to quit eating Oreos and those kind of things. It's it's like coming off of a drug, it seems like. I've never been drug addicted, but I have been food addicted. And when you stop eating sugar, it is, it's crazy. It's so hard. I'm finally off of it, but it's been hard. I still think about it every day. Crazy. But um that's the adversary infiltrated in so many of the things here in these latter days. It's just mind blowing when you start thinking it through, you know. And we have that in section 89 talking about conspiring men in the last days. It's definitely in our food, right? It's, mm-hmm. And then yeah. I, I think about the simple initiatory, right? The end. The purpose is the appearance. And you can, and, and I used to think, oh, but I can totally see now how mm-hmm. important it is to wear your garments and how important it is to put good things in your body. Mm-hmm. And as we talk about renewing of your bodies or translation and our bodies being temples, how can we expect anything if we can't do our part? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else from from that uh, interview? If not, I just thought it was really interesting how um, the interviewer needed an interpreter there, but President Nelson didn't. He would, the guy would ask him in Spanish, and President Nelson knew what he was saying. But when President Nelson answered, then the interviewer had, I mean, the interpreter had to interpret for the interviewer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't know. It's he interesting was that President Nelson does know Spanish. And um, on the worldwide tour, like um, with uh, the Conception Chile dedication or whatever, he actually gave it in Spanish. And then we just have uh-huh. the, the translation of it. Um, but, but he does give some addresses in Spanish, except for his general conference talks, you know, like uh, many of the apostles that know Spanish will pre-record their interview and in, in Spanish, you'll actually hear their voice and not just a translator's voice, but not President Nelson. I found that interesting. But when he's in person with, with Spanish people, like he'll, he'll talk in Spanish much of the time. I, I can't blanket mm-hmm. state that, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I was watching one of those. And when he started speaking in Spanish, it melt, meant so much to him. I yeah. mean, the whole audience was just like, oh, you know, it just meant more to him. Mm-hmm. I really want to hear him like full on talk in Mandarin. I, you know, like I've, I've heard him in <laughs> Spanish now, but like, I want to hear the Mandarin. I want to see that. That would be so cool. Yeah. Maybe right. with a, that Hong Kong temple rededication. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. That would be so awesome. Um, let's see. So the next one is the Samoa interview. Uh, it's on page 72, uh, chapter 26. 
And so some of the, the different topics here, um, the importance of this trip to Samoa, uh, the reception on the streets, you know, he had kind of a triumphal entry, big, big welcome kind of thing, big parade. Um, the message to the members of the Pacific, the growth specifically in Samoa, humanitarian aid, climate change, which was a, a new one from the other interviews, uh, the gender and family issues, uh, political correctness, family history, um, and then being a, a traveling prophet. Um, you know, like, <laughs> you're so old. How do you travel like this? Well, I feel well. The Lord blesses me, wants me to keep working. <laughs> I think he's translated. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> General audience, I guess you can't really say that, but. <laughs> But yeah, no, very interesting. It's mad when I say that. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. But yeah, um, anything here? So I found it interesting that he brings up the Hurricane Val um, because they're talking about uh, humanitarian aid and, and natural disasters and stuff. And that was a, a big deal for Samoa. You know, I, I went and looked it up because, you know, 1992, I wasn't really aware of natural disasters at the time. Um, but I mean, that was some major destruction and uh, how the church uh, really helped everyone pull through that. Uh, it was very interesting to, to go back and, and read about it. Uh, I like where he says we're right now helping children in Yemen, but nobody knows about it because we don't like to talk about it or brag about it, you know, kind of thing. But, mm -hmm. you know, like how much our, our relief efforts uh, I, like our church is like this busy beehive all around the world helping people and donating and helping and you know we've seen that here in in the states with Katrina and, and different things like the the prophets have a lot of forewarning and can get the trucks there in time so that they can hunker down brace for the storm and, and hit the ground running as soon as it's over kind of thing uh, you know that's a testament right there to to the truthfulness of the gospel and revelation that um Yes, we are going to have um, the earth reeling to and fro, but um, that prof the prophets have insight and uh, can help us recover from those kind of things and how that plays into the future with tribulations, etc. I don't know. Um. It was interesting. So um, the reception on the streets that President Kimball, when he was there um, in 1976, he received a similar welcome. President Nelson was with him and stuff. Um, I, but I didn't have time to look this up before we got on. But wasn't that the one where um, President Kimball was sick? Or this might be a totally different story. But he was like sick and President Nelson was with him in the hospital and because of the prayers of the saints at the arena or whatever that all of a sudden he's like okay i'm ready to go and and had president nelson uh get him to the thing i was wondering if that was the same one the, the same thing here in samoa but i i could be wrong but i don't know if that would be cool if it was yeah and for him to, to return back there years mm -hmm. later kind of in the same thing well where is it that he talks about being um, like healed of things spontaneously or something like that. 
Yeah, was that in some of the reading for tonight? <laughs> well, I thought it was. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> did you read it for tonight? <laughs> so it's in one of the dedicatory prayers because that's what Leslie read. <laughs> she probably read them all because <laughs> I, I don't know it doesn't sound super familiar to me but you know i was like so yeah, the talks. I I, i'm reading obviously okay. the wrong one again <laughs> i'm reading uh chapter 29 brazilian and yeah that's right am i reading out right nope <laughs> uh, yeah so chapter 29 ahead. the brazil interview yeah so that's is what that, I'm putting out. Is that ours or is that at eight o'clock? Uh -huh, yeah, that's for us. Okay. So on um, verse nine, it talks about, I know something about the human body and I have watched the Lord work his magic on me. I thought, oh, snap. And then um, down later in the paragraph, it says, um, <clears throat> I've had occasions where I should have died and didn't, and illnesses that went away spontaneously that maybe would have been, would have been otherwise. So that's, that's the part I was thinking of. Have you yeah. guys read his book, Insights, that Sherry Dew did? Mm -hmm. yeah. Talks a lot about all those in there. A lot of different things. so good. I love that book. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I love that he's like talking about that in a public interview, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know something about the human body and I know that I should be dead many times over. But um, the when fact he talks about how he's in a heart surgery and he's freaking out, I can't remember, but the Lord clearly puts into his mind what he needs to do. And the I think it was a little girl that she lived and. And that's what became kind of the blueprint for his heart surgeries, as I remember reading his book. Yeah, very intriguing uh, studying his life. And, you know, like the the natural laws that he's learned along the process to to connect with God and go, oh, here's a law. And if you obey it, then then this, because, you know, how many times did people have said, oh, you can't actually touch the human heart, but yet uh pioneering that and, and seeing what the true law is um that it's all about the the proper balance of of the chemicals there then then you can and and work on it and and everything but yeah yeah i love that and you know how much i mean because that's a, a doctor that's the our prophet that said that but you know applying it down to us how many times has have we been healed of something or uh, had uh, the magic worked on us, you know, for lack of a better word, um, that things go away spontaneously, but sometimes they don't at, at the same time, you know, like uh, different plans and, and different uh, lessons to be learned. Um, but how many blessings just physically do we have in our lives through the power of our covenants, uh, like with Wendy's story or... Um, through the, the power of faith and prayer. I think it's interesting how he, back to that, the Lord working his magic, he chose to express it that way rather than yeah. a So why? There's... Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think, like, 
because this is in, in Brazil. Brazil. So I don't know Portuguese or like what the words were and stuff. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe magic was, was something uh, better translated. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like his, his humble ending to that because uh, they asked him about his 95th birthday party and stuff like that. And he's like, I hope that the focus won't be on me. It's like, well, it, it's kind of the point of birthdays, right? <laughs> but yeah, I hope the focus will be on the Lord, his work, and the fact that he can work with anyone he puts in that presidential chair. And then we see that actual uh, 95th birthday celebration in uh, a couple of verses there and his testimony there. It, it's very interesting how, um, how much that, that birthday celebration was exactly that. I wonder if like the people planning that were like, oh crap, we gotta <laughs> we gotta arrange some stuff because he just called us out. <laughs> um let's see. So the other things. Oh, this is one of my favorite things from all of his interviews. So it's in the Brazil interview, chapter 29, page 75, um, about dedicating temples. He asks, why are you having the apostles dedicate temples? And uh, someone said, Brother Nelson, you're kind of slowing down. You're having the apostles dedicate temples. And I said, have you ever been a father and taken children on a fishing trip? Are you happy catching fish? Are you happier watching your children catch fish? I get more joy out of the fact that Ulysses Suarez dedicated the Fortaleza Temple than if I'd done it. I really do. I'm so happy that he had that experience. And I, I find that just so heartwarming because looking back at his dedicatory prayers, there's only four of them. And yet he's like one of the, the biggest, uh, and I mean, Monson, Hinckley, you know, they're all temple builders and stuff, but he's only got four uh, dedicatory prayers. He's been this this excited father watching his uh you know little flock uh, go around dedicating temples in, in their native languages many times too i, I anyway I, I found that very endearing um for for president nelson because looking at all of the temple dedications you know you can go on uh, that church of jesus christ temples.com or something i forget what it is but uh, and see who's all dedicated temples and stuff and it, it it stays mostly in the in the prophets there's a few that branch out and stuff but um interesting that that totally changes uh with monson and, and nelson um and then is the elizabeth tacky one the last one yeah, Isabel Tacky. Uh, so chapter 30 on page 76, uh, some of the sections are um, about the, the correct name of the church. <laughs> also, I wouldn't want to have been that, that Samoan one who had to get corrected. You know, he talked about the LDS church and he's like, let me correct you. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was kind of funny to me. But, um, and then uh, with uh, Isabel as well. Um, talking about missionaries, about science, uh, world leaders and religious freedom, humanitarian, again, the 95th birthday celebration, 
and then popping back to uh, differing religions and and uh, working within their um, family situations and the mission of the church, his uh, relationship with the Pope, which is interesting. Uh, Brazil specifically, the role of a prophet, and then uh, suffering and wars, which uh, reading through that uh, verse or paragraph there was very interesting uh, with the future of the church just in the upcoming years. I thought that was an interesting thing to bring out. Yep, being peacemakers. Yeah. That's why the message of Jesus Christ is so healing and so invigorating and so peaceful that it invites people to love their neighbor and to help their neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Peace. Um, so yeah, anything out of that talk or, or any of the other talks just kind of as a general thing, I, it, it was just kind of fun to, to watch him <laughs> kind of whip around the, the world a couple times and, uh, checking out spots for future temples, dedicating temples, uh, meeting with people and, and just, um, getting to see him and Wendy in, in a new light, you know, and, and the apostles are uh, going with him on a, a few of the trips. And anyway, it was just, it was very refreshing and, and fun to, to watch um, that happen. And I'm sure we'll, we'll have future things with uh, him and future prophets, but it's just interesting how all of that happened right before uh, COVID hit and, and the, the timing of everything. Was. <laughs> and then he comes back and has a birthday celebration to decompress. <laughs> but yeah, has anybody traveled traveled outside the states or you know been on airplanes for long periods of time? It's pretty daunting. Like uh, you know, I only <laughs> been on on one going to to Mexico and and stuff, but. Man, it, it jet lags are like a real thing, like traveling across. Anyway, I can't yeah. even imagine going around the world as fast as he did. He's translated. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Was there an airplane? We don't know. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> But yeah, I, you know, I really wanted to, it was hard putting together uh, this fifth book of Nelson because there's so many different like little excerpts and, and things like that. And also like all of Wendy's testimonies of President Nelson, so you know, funny. I wanted to kind of put together like a, mm -hmm. uh, a sixth book of Nelson, which is like the Proverbs of Nelson or something, you know, and just put like the, the Wendy book. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, different little inserts there. Because her testimonies of him throughout the worldwide tour and uh, even preceding, but, and especially after, like there's some powerful testimonies and witnesses of President Nelson uh, being the prophet foreordained for this time. Yeah, even just in that most recent one when he addressed the young adults. Yeah. She, she was before, it was so good. 
Like, I love listening to her. <laughs> yeah, she, she can stand as a witness in any courtroom or any trial or whatever. Um, yeah, very powerful. Are you going to make another Nelson for this year? Like as far as uh, keep adding to this? Yeah, so every talk that comes yeah. out, I, I keep um, formatting it and putting the verses in and stuff. And so every... Every conference, I'll I'll send out the additional pages so that you can nice. print it out and study up. Or we can buy it from you already printed out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, working on the, the Book of Oaks right now. Darlene's got the pages right there. <laughs> She's waving them at us. <laughs> yeah, she's my proofreader because sometimes I, I'm not that great at, at proofreading. Way to go, Darlene. When he makes a book deal, you'll be in the four, what do you call it? The forward. <laughs> Special things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if there's nothing else with uh, President Nelson, um, so just to, to reiterate where we're headed in the, in the next weeks, because this is our, our last time with uh, studying President Nelson's words. Um, so we're going to have two weeks that are kind of different, and then we're going to be heading into to lectures on faith in the School of the Prophets. So next week, um, and uh, I'll email all this out, but I'm just iterating it here. So June 12th, <laughs> yeah. June 12th is going to be, um, it's an audio, and so I'll send you the link and, and all of that, and I've also transcribed it. Um, so you can study the words, um, but Lance Richardson's presentation called They Saw Our Day, and it's about um, tribes all over the earth, uh, Hopi Indians, Kukuyu from Africa, uh, Tibetans, etc., and uh, all of their different narratives and prophecies and things for our day. Uh, it's very interesting, and it keeps popping up. <laughs> I tell you, I've I spent a few weeks now uh, transcribing it you know getting it worded because lance is such a hard one to transcribe with he's very fast and uh anyway so um i've been really slowing down and doing about five minutes of his his talk each day and really pouring over in it and stuff anyway it it's been fun to uh listen to it many times over and so I would love to to hear what other people think because so many people have approached me about it and like what do you think about this in a how does this match with Ezra's Eagle and how does this match with, um, you know, all of these different timelines and stuff. So um, we'll just study it all together. <laughs> um, so that'll be next Sunday. And then for Father's Day um, on June 19th, um, we will just be combining group A and B on that Sunday and having it at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, so that if you have any family activities, Father's Day activities and stuff, um, again, it's optional. I'm not expecting everybody to be there, but if you want to be, um, we are going to be studying two different parables uh, from Anthony Sweat's books, and I will have those um, uh, in the email so that you don't, if, if you don't have the actual books that you can still uh, read along with it and everything, and the audio for it is available on Deseret Bookshelf if you have that uh, subscription. Um, but there's two parables, one in each of his little pamphlet books. Um, the parable of Asher 
and the white coat parable and how that relates to our endowment. So that'll be on June 19th. Um, uh, again, optional, but I didn't want to start lectures on faith and then automatically have a vacation right after the first week. So we're having these two weeks that are kind of confusing. And then on uh, June 26th, we'll officially start School of the Prophets and Lectures on Faith, and I'll email out all of that information um, the, probably later tonight. Um, any questions, comments, or anything? How many weeks will Lectures on Faith go, do you think? Uh-huh, yeah, let me pull that up really quick. And then can I share a fun, quick little story? Uh -huh. Yeah, for sure. So we have 13 weeks. And so okay. it'll go through um, the end of September. The week before conference. Well, that's a great preparation for conference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Exactly. I say that anytime um, I make a comment anywhere in a church meeting or any to anyone, I always say something about President Nelson and I say, and don't forget to look at the footnotes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There, I, it's amazing. And I'm not trying to like say this is, is like a judgment, but how many people, when I mention, look at the footnotes and they're like, how do you see footnotes? Like on the app or, or anything, like they don't know that, that button up there or anything. And I'm like, oh, so you haven't even looked up footnotes on scriptures. <laughs> okay, this this is a whole new area. Let me let me show you the world because <laughs> it's all in the footnotes. <laughs> and, and I always say it's a whole nother talk or sermon. You, you don't want to miss it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love them. But um, so Wendy asked in, in the chat if uh, I can add her to the email list. Yes, uh, I will. And if you want text reminders, so I send out a reminder the day of, and it has a link to the Zoom meeting and uh, the reading assignment for the day, just as a, a reminder kind of thing. If you want on the, the text reminders as well, uh, I can add you to that. I'll need your phone number. But if you just want the, the email reminders and, and things, I can, uh, I'll definitely put your name on the list there. But yeah, let's hear your story, Leslie. <laughs> so making hard decisions this last bit. And so I went to the temple this week, the Ogden Temple, because that's my temple. And um, um, I'm not really a side seeker, but it's like, Holy Father, please lead me to thy way. Is not in doing anything else, and so I endowment. I got some answers, but my heart still needed to be calmed down and reassured. And so um, I was uh, where I was going to go, and um, I lied. This is not a quick little story. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I was going to go in the corner. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Ogden Temple, but in there, in the women's locker room, there's a um, prayer roll. And I was going to go in the corner there because that was closest to my locker. But there was a group of women that, that were congregated there. So I went down to the next open space, which was uh, 
on the corner. Anyway, I'm folding my row pack and out of the corner of my eye, I see this woman walking from the lockers out to like toward the, um, to go to into initiatories or the, the new name booth. And I, and I just felt to look at her and I look at her and, and she's looking around like for someone or something and it's Terry Pontius. And I went, what is she doing here? Because she doesn't live in my temple district and my temple district. Anyway, so I, she, then she went back into her, down to like, she's going to her locker. And so I peeked around and there was nobody else that I saw which locker she was in. And then, um, then the spirit said, go and talk to her. Okay, so I went and got, um, I finished my road packet and I went and just stood there and she finally came out and she thought that I was waiting for her locker, her, her locker, but um, I told her I wasn't and then I asked if she, um, I didn't ask her, but I said, um, well, I asked if she was Terry because didn't want to just start talking to her and she said yes and then I told her that years ago I had gone to a book club in uh, Kaysville that she had spoken at um, of, uh, I think Journey to the Veil it's been a while since that's come out hasn't it mm -hmm. and so she said I remember that and so she started talking and um so we talked for about 15 minutes in there talking about um, widowhood and she's going on a mission in January to Ghana and um, some other, the other things, but she was absolutely full of light, full, full, full of light. And um, some of that just uh, on you into me yeah it was very cool mm -hmm. and, and gave me the um the strength to do what I need to do and I thought of all the she said what are you doing up here and she's I guess in Ephraim and um but she was up for a um a niece's graduation and just decided to stop in and do a temple session so I thought the the tender mercies um in that very unexpected way, the Lord will um, sometimes answer prayers. And because he didn't have to do that um, of all the play. I didn't even get into my session. I was like five minutes late. And so if I'd gone, if I'd been on time, I would have missed that whole thing. And so the Lord's just so good. He's so good. And I want to be full of light like she is because it was, it was glorious. So yeah, I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Interesting. With uh, Journey to the Veil, the the second part, they just got the the audio uh, on Audible or whatever. It's been fun because uh, what 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 hooked me? I had to know because I wasn't around or aware during uh, when John was alive, and so it says that the the last two appendix are actually him talking. It's one of his firesides, and so I was like, oh, I want to hear his actual voice. Totally different than what I thought it was, but um, anyway, yeah, uh, just a, a fun side note. If you want to uh, download that, it's available now. So you've not listened to any of his firesides then? Uh-uh. 
Okay. I, like I've read them, I've read the transcripts, but I've never heard them at all. Yeah, fun. Mm. No. Yeah, believe it or not, I'm fairly new to all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a missionary learning a new language. You learned it really quickly. <laughs> yeah, must be the gift of tongues there. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. Well, anything else before we head out for the night? It'll be fun. But yeah, again, I'll email out all those links and confusing things. I promise once we actually get into lectures on faith, I think we'll be more on the same page and not all over the place like we have been. But it's been a fun ride. President Nelson's words have been so instrumental. Um, in my testimony and um, steadfastness in, in the last days, right? Like just, there's no doubt in my mind that we're on the right track and that things are happening and he's preparing us for them kind of thing. Uh, I just love President Nelson. Still That's trying for an off the chat. Off topic, can you send us a picture of your garden? Oh my garden. <laughs> it's kind of wild right now, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the the Lord told me to to triple the size of it this year, so uh, I'm <laughs> working on it. it it's kind of interesting, but yeah. So I, I tilled up all of my grass in my front lawn, and that's all my brassicas, and it's in a work in progress. But I can send it to you, I guess. <laughs> so you have a garden in the backyard and in the front yard now? Uh huh. Yeah. So I have my my front yard, my backyard, and then my side yard so it was kind of like two properties at one point and it was all just grass but i put my chicken coop and chicken run out there and then built up all of these raised beds out to the side of my house the south side um with with my ex-wife and then um now i'm converting the whole front yard and, and backyard into to gardens <laughs> good for you to see a picture or a video mm -hmm. yeah that's really cool. i'll send a picture of my garden too yeah, I'm not the greatest gardener in any way, shape, or form, but, you know, it, it's fun. You have, to share, the you have to share pictures. <laughs> yeah. I have a big yard, but I'm not willing to tear it up. It's a pain <laughs> to mow, but I'm not willing to tear it up. It's, 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 that's even harder work, so I'm like, yeah. no. Right? <laughs> so did you know that you can take out the clone of your tomato plant and put it in water for so that part that grows like this, and you can grow roots on it? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so I do the, the mid-lighter style gardening and stuff, and so a lot of it's based on uh, the proper pruning of, of tomato plants and how to propagate and, and all that kind of stuff. As you can see, I do lots of indoor plants and propagations, but garden plants are a little different. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's been I was at church different. today, and uh, one of the friends of mine, she brought about 30 starts. Oh, yeah. Tomatoes, peppers, whatever. And I loaded up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's awesome. It was amazing. That's awesome. All right. Well, it's been super fun. We'll catch everyone next week for, for Lance Richardson. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.